Welcome to this week's Sound News. My name is Linda Francis and we're broadcasting from the Old Man Studio, Church Street, Portadown. Uh, this production is for the week ending Saturday the 14th of November. And on behalf of everybody here on the Craig Avon Talking Newspaper team, that's David and Gareth and Kate today, you're very welcome to this week's programme. The stories making the headlines this week are, firstly, the Portadown Times, councillors divided on partition celebration. And from the Lurgan Mail, Christmas is an opportunity to get behind local businesses. And now it's over to Gareth, who brings you your first story. Councillors divided on partition celebration. Armagh, Bambridge and Craigavon council officers have been told to go back to the drawing board amid a row over commemorating the centenary of the formation of Northern Ireland. Tempers flur during an Armagh City, Bambridge and Craigavon Borough Council committee meeting as council officers were told they should be embarrassed at the contents of a report on the celebration of Northern Ireland's centenary. The remark was made by DUP Alderman Stephen Moutry during a discussion of Council's plans to mark the 100th anniversary of Northern Ireland at a meeting of Council's Economic Development and Regeneration Committee. The paper on the matter presented to members included a draft programme outline and recommended a budget allocation of £60,000 for the commemorations. However, DUP Group Leader Councillor Mark Baxter told the meeting he was disappointed in the report and upon reading it had to check if he had missed meetings of the working group discussing this matter. This paper has come back totally metamorphosed from what was discussed at the working group, said Councillor Baxter. Where is any information about community grants? Where is the mention of the fireworks display and where is the mention of any legacy projects? <coughs> we had agreed that this should be about a celebration of local figures. Yet there is no mention of Lord Craigavon in the report. To me, what is contained in this report does not convey the mood of the meeting. Christmas period, an opportunity to get behind local businesses. More than three quarters of people here believe the Christmas period will be a good opportunity to support local business in light of the corona pandemic. Almost four in five people surveyed in Northern Ireland by this newspaper group confessed the festive season would provide a good opportunity to support local businesses. In addition, almost one in three people said they expected to spend as much or more in Christmas than this time last year. The findings were drawn from a survey conducted by this newspaper group in an effort to better grasp how the pandemic has affected people in Northern Ireland. The survey results come as a at a time when it can be revealed that businesses in Armagh, Banbridge and Craigavon constituencies have received hundreds of millions through one of the government's new coronavirus loan schemes to help struggling firms. 
and now for the Rota Chemist. In the week ahead, you can get urgent prescriptions dispensed in Portadown on Sunday the 15th of November from Boots the Chemist of Thomas Street. It's open from 11am to 12 noon. Next week, from Monday the 16th of November, the chemist is Orchard Pharmacy in Mandeville Street and it stays open till 7pm. For Lurgan residents, you can collect prescribed medicines on Sunday the 15th of November from Partridges of 36 High Street, open from 7 to 8pm. And next week, from Monday the 16th of November, the chemist is McKegney's of North Street, which is open until 7pm. Sunday opening applies in both towns on public holidays, but there's no road to chemist in Lurgan on Wednesday and in neither Lurgan nor Portadown on Saturday. And now for this week's crime. Man tortured after he was abducted. A man was apparently subjected to a terrifying torture ordeal after he was abducted by a gang of men in Guildford. The man was severely beaten, stabbed and slashed on the arms and legs with knives and shot in the leg with a crossbow during the ordeal. Police are investigating what they simply described as a serious incident which occurred at a house in Guildford on the evening of Saturday, November the 7th. They said a number of males were seen leaving the area in a blue-coloured car. A linked incident in Portadown on the morning of Sunday, November the 8th at approximately 9am is also being investigated involving a number of males in a vehicle in the Market Street, Hampton Court area of the town, close to the Corcoran Road. Should anyone have any information in relation to the incidents, or who may be able to help with the investigation, please call detectives in Lurgan on the non-emergency number 101, quoting reference number 25508 slash 11 slash 20. Arrest following stabbing incident. A man in his 20s required hospital treatment following a stabbing incident in Portadown. Police arrested a man following the report of a stabbing incident in the Ballyoran Park area on Saturday, November the 7th. The man, aged 26, had been arrested on suspicion of grievous bodily harm with intent and was held in custody assisting officers with their inquiries. A man in his 20s has been taken to a hospital for treatment for an injury to his legs. Inquiries are ongoing. According to local Sinn Féin councillor Paul Duffy, the two men are from Lurgan and the arrest was made the arrest was made at Lurgan Railway Station. And now there's just uh, one uh, photograph in the paper and it's uh, of the presentation of a charity cheque. Uh, the Southern Area Hospice has thanked the paper chase and its owner Patrick McMiniman uh, for raising uh, £1,222 through the raffle of two hampers. And they are very grateful for the local support in Lurgan at this very difficult time.
And now for local government. MLA's Christmas appeal is launched. Upper Ban MLA Jonathan Buckley has launched his second annual Christmas appeal this year, focusing on supporting the residents of local care homes in Upper Ban in light of the impact of COVID-19. The Upper Ban MLA said, Last Christmas, together we raised £1,500 for the children's ward at Craigavon Area Hospital and presented all children and healthcare staff with gifts. This year, I plan on visiting local care homes to distribute shoeboxes of essential items, which will be gifted to each resident individually. Due to COVID-19, care homes have faced a lonely, challenging year and with your help, we can spread some joy this Christmas. Shoe boxes and monetary donations can be made at 6 West Street, Portadown, and for a suggested list of shoe box items, contact 028 3889 or jonathan.buckley at mla UK. Use creating hostile play park environment for younger children. Older children are creating a hostile environment for youngsters trying to use the newly refurbished play area in Lurgan Park. Ulster Unionist Councillor Louise McKinstry raised concerns over the behaviour of older children in the park. Older children are dominating the play equipment, she said, using abusive language and being quite intimidating. The councillor said there had been both biting and police had been made aware of the situation. We have a wonderful resource, but it must be one one that everyone can enjoy, she said. A lot of youths are staying away because of these. A lot of people are staying away because of these youths. Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavon Borough Council has condemned those responsible for the antisocial behaviour. A spokesman said council have been made aware of antisocial behaviour in Lurgan Park by an older group of youths. Council staff have on a number of occasions moved these individuals away from the park as they were creating a hostile environment for younger children. This is a beautiful play park enjoyed by children and families of all ages and they should not be subjected to offensive language or feel intimidated. Council strongly encourages local people to report this type of behaviour to the PSNI on 101. A 250,000 refurbishment of the Children's Play Park in Lurgan Park was completed recently during lockdown. The refurbished park was hailed ABC's Council's most inclusive play facility to date. Aimed at championing play by providing young play opportunities for young people and their families. And we continue with council news. The councillors have been nominated to work the bin lorries this Christmas. 
Local councillors have been nominated to work on the bin lorries should winter pressures become too much for the service. Councillor Darren Cosby made the tongue-in-cheek remark as councillors were told robust plans are in place to ensure ABC Council waste collection would not be disrupted in the winter period. The issue was raised during a meeting of the Council's Environmental Services Committee. Councillor Cosby said recently an announcements in relation to COVID-19 have made the situation challenging and told members he had nominated them all, including himself, to work on the bin lorries, if required. He praised the staff for their efforts to continue to work and ensure bins are still being lifted. I am keen to make sure some challenges we faced in the July holiday period have been learnt from, he said. The Councillor's Head of Environmental Services, Barry Patience, confirmed that the Council is now better prepared. There is a robust plan in place to make sure the drivers are in place. We have an arrangement with a number of organisations to secure drivers at short notice if needed and I am happy that we are in a position to deal with the challenges ahead. Cosby question, questions the use of confidentiality. The Portadown Councillor has questioned why Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavonborough Council has chosen to resolve a matter that arose publicly behind closed doors. Speaking at a meeting of Council's Governance, Resource and Strategy Committee, DUP Councillor Darren Cosby queried why an item discussing the Lord Mayor, Councillor Kevin Savage's decision to rule a notice of motion improper was to be discussed behind closed doors. At Council's monthly meeting in June, a motion was tabled by DUP Group Leader Councillor Mark Baxter concerning the name of the South Lake Leisure Centre. During the course of the meeting, the Lord Mayor told the Chamber he did not think such a motion should be brought forward and understanding orders ruled the motion was improper and said it would not be debated. On the night, he made it clear he had not sought legal advice or consulted Council Chief Executive Roger Wilson about the decision, but had consulted with the Sinn Féin party colleagues. This did not go down well with Councillor Cosby, who told the Lord Mayor there was nothing unlawful or improper about the wording of the motion, and said it was quite disgraceful that the Lord Mayor had taken this course of action. Speaking at November's meeting of Council's Governance, Resource and Strategy Committee, Councillor Cosby questioned why the whole report on the matter was being taken in confidential business. I understand an element of that report concerns legal matters and should be heard confidentially, said Councillor Cosby. However, I think the general report, because the issue was dealt with publicly and raised publicly, should be discussed publicly. Obviously, the legal stuff should be kept confidential, but the fact remains the Lord Mayor refused to take the notice of motion and set a dangerous precedent. Councillor Chief Executive, sorry, Council's Chief Executive Roger Wilson responded, It is an interesting point. It is a matter for the Chair of this meeting, Councillor Tim McClelland. There is, not, not, there is confidential advice there, and that is why we would refer items to confidential business. The rest of the item could be discussed publicly, but it could make matters difficult 
during the course of conversation, as we may need to go in and out of confidential business, but it is a fair point raised by Councillor Cosby. Sinn Féin Group leader Councillor Liam Mackle said his party had no problem discussing the issue publicly and it defended the Lord Mayor's actions. We have no big issue with the matter, said Councillor Mackle. However, I would like to say I think the Lord Mayor acted appropriately and any suggestion otherwise is quite incorrect. SDLP Councillor Joe Nelson said if Councillor Cosby is suggesting that this issue has been purposefully kept from the public, he should come out and say that. The meeting then moved into confidential business where the item and not where this item and others were discussed. Broadband speeds inadequate. Residents in the Armagh, Banbridge and Craigavon areas are struggling to get adequate broadband speeds during the pandemic, says Sinn Féin. Local councillor Liam Mackle said increasing numbers of residents have complained about the service for homeworking, homeschooling or basic socialising. Councillor Mackle said small and medium-sized businesses are also struggling to operate their business businesses in rural areas due to poor broadband. Broadband availability has become a service utility which is equally as essential as water, electric or any telecommunications, he said, adding that he is regularly told by BT Openreach that there are no upgrades planned for these areas of flow speed until the delivery of Project Stratum. We'd encourage everyone to check if full fibre broadband is available at their address and to register their interest by visiting openreach.co.uk Northern Ireland. If your address is not included, you may have schemes in place such as our community fibre partnerships, which can bring broadband to areas that are harder to reach. Claimant increase is proof that we need to reopen the economy, says Lockhart. Upper Ban MP Carla Lockhart has expressed concern that the number of people in the constituency claiming unemployment benefits is rising. There were 3,785 claimants in October 2020, which is 4.7% of the population aged 16 to 64. This was 50 higher than September 2020 and over 2,000 higher than March 2020 before the UK lockdown began. The MP said COVID-19 has had a devastating impact on our economy with industries decimated by reduction in demand and the closure of many sectors. Uh, sectors. As a result, people are losing their jobs, incomes and family households are facing great uncertainty. The latest claimant count for Upper Ban shows that locally we have cause for concern. 2,095 more claimants from March shows the scale of this problem. I have been urging the Northern Ireland Executive to chart a way forward that enables businesses to stay open with, while increasing enforcement and support for compliance with guidelines.
And now for this week's obituaries. Former funeral director was founder member of Lurgan Cricket Club. Well-known retired businessman Victor Malcolmson led to rest. A well-known retired Lurgan businessman has passed away in his 98th year. Victor B.T. Malcolmson passed away peacefully on Wednesday, November the 4th. He was the husband of the late Joan, dearly loved father of Terry and Edgar, a much-loved grandfather of Gareth and Lauren. His funeral took place on Friday, house and funeral private due to current circumstances. Mourners paid their respects as the cortege left Hill Street Presbyterian Church en route to Lurgan Cemetery. Donations that desired may be made for YMCA Lurgan, Curve Malcolmson's Funeral Service, 7 Robert Street Lurgan, BT 66 8BE. Mr Malcolmson served as a funeral director in the town for many years at Malcolmson's Funeral Service. He was also involved in many aspects of life in the town, including as a director of the local YMCA. Victor recently featured on BBC's Your Place and Mine, where he was interviewed about his experiences as a volunteer firefighter during the Belfast Blitz of World War II, and Lurgan Rugby and Cricket Club paid tribute on their Facebook pages. Victor recently recalled how he was contacted by Warringstown Cricket Club at the end of the Second World War and asked if he could put together a team to travel out to play the villagers. Victor duly assembled the team and he said that the players enjoyed the game so much that they held a meeting in his house the following week and reformed Lurgan Cricket Club. A gifted bowler who went on to command respect as umpire. Cyril Venard, who passed away on November the 4th at 70 years old, held a deep de devotion to the pure value of sport that was evident across the decades. From hours bowling in some of Lauraville's most successful teams, to his latter years spending time serving as umpire within the worlds of both cricket and hockey, Venner displayed an unshakable commitment. In the days before time restrictions on individual bowlers, it was not uncommon for Venner to split a full 50 over fixture with his brother Eddie. As umpire, he would often leave the Tandragee family home on multiple occasions over a week to play his part in fixtures ranging from top-level club cricket to schools hockey. A familiar character across Ireland's cricket scheme for a love of post-match antidotes in the clubhouse, Venard's transition from player to umpire may have been sent by some as odds, seen as some by odds with his off the field devilish sense of fun, but the crucial official's role play perfectly suited this ba the, the, that basic desire to help support sport. He also had a great enthusiasm and determination with the bat 
and Cyril certainly gave 100% every time. And some death notices now. Uh, Dawn Green, nay Joyce, on the 8th of November, peacefully at hospital. Late of Morafferty Court, Craig Avon, the dearly loved wife of the late John and dearest sister of Mary, Pierce, Heather, Rene, Pearl and Steve, Faith and Stephen. Interment has taken place. Humphreys, Maeve, Nay Patterson, formerly of Ballynocktandragee, passed away peacefully and very much loved in Perth, Australia on the 18th of October 2020. Much loved mum of Amanda Jane and Tracy Lou. Martin, peacefully in Sandringham Nursing Home, Mona, late of Margreta Park, Portadown, beloved wife of the late Bertie and devoted mother of Lynn, mother-in-law of Alex and a much-loved grandmother of Amy, Sam and Lucy. Riley, peacefully in the Ulster Hospital, late of Knocknamuckley, Portadown, Stella Margaret Elizabeth, beloved and devoted wife of the late David and dearest mother of Marshall, Neil, Audrey, Douglas, Gilbert and Graham, and mother-in-law and grandmother of many. The uh, house and the, the funeral are private. Roney, Robert Roy Roney, peacefully at home in Clambrassel Gardens, Portadown, Roy Roney, dearly loved husband of Ellen and dearly loved father of Keith. A funeral service has taken place on Wednesday, followed by interment at Seagull Cemetery. And now for this week's ads. The new South Lake Leisure Centre out in Craigavon. Get active and feel good. Pre-book today. A new evolution in fitness is here. Sign up for a membership offer today. Getactiveabc.com If you're looking some bargains for Christmas, there's 20% off Christmas shopping in SD Kales in Lurgan and Portadown and Banbridge. There's new gigabit broadband available from Virgin Media for 25,000 homes in the Portadown, Craigavon and Lurgan area. Uh, it's 25 times faster but, than the local average but at a price from last Thursday. Virgin Media is connecting its entire network of 400,000 homes across Northern Ireland. Prices start at £62 on an 18-month contract. That was a sound. And now, if you're looking for a day out, why not go to the Argory in County Armagh? Take a stroll along the around the 320-acre wooded estate and enjoy the wonderful views over the gardens. Also at the Argory, National Trust are the woodlands and Riverside Way Mark trails to stretch your legs and get some outdoor exercise as you enjoy the scenery along the majestic River Blackwater. The house and facilities are closed at the moment, but that shouldn't stop you from popping by for a visit with the family to enjoy the beautiful autumnal 
nature surroundings at Sleeve Gullion. Enjoy a mountain walk exploring the Sleeve Gullion special area of conservation and the Ring of Gullion area of outstanding natural beauty. Using mountain paths, forest trails and country roads. The AONB, which is the Ring of Gullion area outstanding natural beauty, is an area of natural land landscape importance and is centred on the craggy heather coloured hills, covered hills of a circular ring dike volcano that erupted over 50 million years ago. The Ring of Gullion is the most famous ring dike in the world, having featured in geological debate and theory over the past 160 years. And now for our sport this week, and firstly, uh, the Linfield Portadown match. In a season dominated by unusual defending, champions Linfield have turned victory into standard practice, with Andy Waterworth's appearance on the score sheet proving another common theme across the campaign. Waterworth's fifth goal in four appearances proved decisive as the Blues edged towards a three, three points with a 2-1 victory. Red cards for early exits by Portadown's Chris Crane and Bastian Harry of Linfield, the first for a second bookable offence, the second and off the ball incident, failed to significantly register in the post-match views from either camp, as focus instead centred on a thrilling Shamrock Park clash. Kirk Miller said, I'm delighted with the win and three, as expected, hard-fought points. We knew it would be difficult and today proved that to be the case. The players nine times out of ten give me everything and leave it all out on the pitch. On a difficult occasion against a buoyant Portadown team, I could have no arguments about the application of my players. As a traditionalist and Irish League supporter, I am pleased to see a club with the stature and standing of Portadown back in the Premiership. Cathcart to draw on pain and glory. Craig Cathcart says Northern Ireland will draw on both the joy and the pain of the past two qualification campaigns as they prepare for Thursday's Euro 2020 playoff final against Slovakia. Northern Ireland are looking to secure their place at a second consecutive European Championships, but memories are still fresh of narrowly missing out on the last World Cup. They booked their ticket to Euro 2016 with a 3-1 win over Greece, one of the most famous nights at, nights at Windsor Park. With only 1,060 fans to be allowed in on Thursday, that was Thursday past, amid the coronavirus pandemic, it will not be possible to recreate that night in full. But Cathcarts can ho only hope for a similar result. I have fond memories of that game, the Watford defender said. I remember going ahead in the game and feeling comfortable and confident that we were going to do the job. After the game, it was great. Everyone on the pitch together and just that feeling of knowing we had done it. Two years later, it was a different story. 
as Northern Ireland suffered a controversial defeat to Switzerland where Ricardo Rodriguez disputed penalty at Windsor Park, proving decisive as the two-legged tie ended 1-0 on aggregate. Cathcart did not play in the tie due to injury, but was, was, was with his teammates in the dressing room at Windsor Park after the first leg loss. The pain of that night, he believes, has been a key factor this time around. I think that motivated the whole campaign, really from the start. We knew we were so close to getting to a World Cup, so we wanted to start the Euro campaign as well as we could, and that's what we ended up doing. Kearney disappointed as battling bandsiders failed to hold on. Oren Kearney admitted he thought his Coleraine side were going to hold on for a hard-fought game in an epic clash with Glenavon. Glenavon. For the second week in a row, the bandsiders were reduced to 10 men in the first half. This week, Gareth McConaughey was shown a straight red following a challenge on Peter Campbell. Remarkably, the visitors added to Stuart Nixon's early goal as Ben Doherty fired in the first of his treble. Glenavon eventually drew level through Connor McCluskey and Daniel Perkis. Doherty then converted from the spot before the break, before making it to 4-2 beside the R, before the R mark, as the bandsiders looked to be in control. But Stephen Douglas, foul on David Larmer, led to Michael O'Connor slotting home a penalty before Mark, Mark Matthew Fitzpatrick tied things up at 4-4 with 12 minutes to go. Kearney pointed to Douglas's foul as the turning point in the game. For 80 minutes to dig in and play with 10 men and score three goals with 10 men away from home and top notch, was top notch, he said. And I think that we get the fourth and four up Four two up for me. That's the big moment of the game. Tipton has joy at Portadown's Northern Ireland lift. Portadown's focus is turning from club commitments to country as three players stand in line for international appearances next week with Northern Ireland under twenty one team. A first under twenty ones call up for Port's captain Luke Wilson means he will travel with Shamrock Park teammates Lee Bonus and Nathan Kerr to Northern Ireland's Euro 2021 qualifier against Ukraine on Tuesday. Selection for the three players has led to a blank date in this week's Danske Bank Premiership programme following the postponement of a scheduled game against Dunlannan Swifts. For Port's boss Matthew Tipton, it presents an opportunity to re-evaluate following back-to-back -back league defeats across four days to, respectively, Linfield and Carrick Rangers. He said, All three players obviously remain works in progress, but it is a real boost to have international recognition. 
The Ports produced a performance on Saturday deserving of plaudits in a narrow 2-1 loss to a defending league champion Linfield. However, on Tuesday's trip to Carrick Rangers, it resulted in a first win of the season for the hosts and a 4-1 reverse suffered by Portadown. He concluded, Our approach remains the same in terms of not getting carried away with a win or two down after defeat, but to move forward and turn our focus next to Glentorn at home next Friday. New bishop, served, new bishop served in Loch Gaul and Grange. The Episcopal Electoral College for the Diocese of Clogher has elected the Reverend Canon Dr. Ian William Ellis, Rector of Rossery, as the new Bishop of Clogher. The Reverend Ian Ellis was former Rector in Loch Gaul and Grange for 11 years. He succeeds the Most Reverend John McDole, who took office as Archbishop of Armagh and Primate of All-Ireland on April the 28th. Archbishop McDowell said, I am delighted to announce the election of Canon Ian Ellis as my successor as Bishop of Clogher. Everyone who knows Canon Ellis will have been impressed by the dedication, pastoral care and intelligence which he has brought to his vocation in the church and in education. I look forward to welcoming him into the House of Bishops and to arranging for his consecration as soon as is practicable. The Bishop-elect said, I am deeply humbled to be elected today by the Electoral College as Bishop-elect of Clogher and intentionally conscious of the honour and responsibility bestowed upon me. I pray that I may fulfil the trust that has been placed in me and I look forward to working with the great team of diocesan clergy and laity. This is a wonderful diocese, and Heather and I have been so happy serving here during my ministry as Rector of Rossery, and I look forward to getting to know the people of the wider diocese. After graduating from Queen's University, Canon Ellis taught physics in Antrim Grammar School until he entered the ordained ministry, being ordained in 1989 for St Mark's Parish Armagh, serving as Kurt assistant. Farmers advised on protecting property as winter approaches. Northern Ireland Water has launched its annual Be Prepared for Winter campaign. Together with the Ulster Farmers Union, it is urging the farming community to protect property and follow a two-step pipe check. Check if pipes are insulated and if they are, ensure the insulation is adequate and still provides protection. Des Nevin, Northern Ireland's Water Director of Customer and Operations said, it is what that time of year where we are asking everyone to prepare, to prepare their properties against the effects of freezing temperatures. However, with the continued impact of COVID-19, on our community, it is more vital than ever that householders, landlords, farms and businesses are ready for winter. This means taking action now to ensure pipes are well insulated 
and everyone in the property know in the property knows where the stop valve is located. It is also vital you have a plan to ensure your property is protected if it has to close suddenly for a period of time through the holiday. And now an item of interest to our listeners. It's about a young man who's helping other people with sight loss. Jack McGurin from Craig Avon is celebrating the launch of an exciting new project to empower children and young people with sight loss across Northern Ireland and help them to shape their own future. RNIB and partner uh, charity Guide Dogs NI have been awarded over £300,000 through the National Lottery Community Fund's Empowering Young People programme for their Our Futures project over the next four years, which will support young people with sight loss aged 8 to 25, helping them through key transition stages of their lives and empower them to advocate for improvements in services. The project idea came about after children and young people with sight loss told the charities that there is a lack of specialist support for them, particularly around key life changes such as moving to higher education and moving out, and barriers they need support to overcome, such as using technology, finding a job and getting out and about independently. Worryingly, young people with sight loss also express that they struggle to participate in mainstream community activities, yet there are few opportunities for them to self-advocate for service improvements. Jack, age 17, has played a key role in the development of the Our Futures project. He was born with both irises underdeveloped. This means he is sensitive to light, can easily be dazzled and finds it difficult to see in certain levels of lighting. Jack says very few people with sight loss have the same conditions to the same extent. Most need different kinds of help to enable them to do things. It can sometimes be hard or embarrassing to have to explain this to people. If you are working with someone with a visual impairment in education, training or other leisure activities, Find out what they need in that situation. Learn about various eye conditions and don't leave it all up to them. Young people with sight loss often lack confidence in their abilities. We need encouragement and people believing in us, not assuming we can't do things. There are so many ways to do things, especially with accessible technology now, that you can usually find a workaround for anything you want to do. Jack is currently doing his A-levels and wants to go into un- on to university and get a job in the technology industry in software development. Rosaline Dempsey, assistant lead for RNIB's Children, Young People and Families team and education service says, the Our Futures project was designed and developed for and by young people with vision impairments. It's an exciting opportunity for young people to shape the way in which they are included in services in our community to achieve what they want in life. For further information or to express interest in getting involved, contact RNIB at 0303-123-9999.
Christmas period an opportunity to really get behind local businesses, says the Big Conversation Survey. More than three quarters of people here believe the Christmas period will be a good opportunity to support local businesses in light of the coronavirus pandemic. Almost four in five people surveyed in Northern Ireland by this newspaper group confessed the festive season would provide a good opportunity to support local businesses. In addition, almost one in three people said that they expected to spend as much or more on Christmas this year as last year. The findings were drawn from a survey conducted by this newspaper group in an effort to better grasp how the pandemic has affected people in Northern Ireland. The Big Conversation survey looked at a range of uh, issues, including changes to personal lives, travel habits, health, employment, local life and fears, and hopes for the post-pandemic world. The survey results come at a time when it can be revealed that businesses in Armagh, Banbridge and Craigavon's constituencies have received hundreds of millions of pounds through one of the government's main coronavirus loan schemes to help struggling firms. YFCU urges members to take part in Mental Health Awareness Survey. Calling all past and present Young Farmers members, the Young Farmers Clubs of Ulster need your help in shaping and influencing their new mental health training programme in partnership with your rural support. Mental health within the farming community is often a topic that no one likes to talk about, yet it is one of the toughest challenges this community faces, with animal health and welfare often at the top of the agenda rather than that of the farmer or the farm family. However, the farming community is seen to starting to see some positive changes and it is becoming more easy to find ways to support mental and emotional well-being, with the next generation in particular showing a keen interest in this area. Rory Best, patron of YAFCU, is the latest person to throw his support behind raising awareness through the YAFCU's CU campaign, which has seen the organisation focus on mental health. The focus continues with the next phase of its programme in partnership with Rural Support which will see mental health memory members from within the clubs delivering support to members across Northern Ireland from spring 2021. As part of the online mental health survey has been developed for its members, the results of which will help the organisation gain a better understanding for the issues and concerns facing those in the younger farming and rural communities. The County Armagh Brethren of the Orange Order gathered to pay tribute to the World War Fallen 
um, at uh, the annual Act of Remembrance organised by the County Armagh Grand Orange Lodge and it was held at the Museum of Orange Heritage at Sloan House Loch Gall on November the 7th. The short socially distanced ceremony was introduced by the County Grant Master Dennis Watson. Dean Robert Townley, Royal British Legion Chaplain who lives in the village, reflected on the theme of remembrance and led in prayer. The solemn act of remembrance was undertaken by Brother Mervyn Walker, incorporating the two minutes silence, after which Brother Watson placed a wreath on the memorial plaque on the wall of the museum. The venue for Saturday's event, Sloan's House, played an integral role in the formation of the Orange Order around the aftermath of the Battle of the Diamond in 1795. Race is on for Junior Sports Awards entries. Residents just have until Monday, November the 16th to get their nominations in for the Borough's Junior Sports Awards. In recognition of the sporting accolades achieved, coupled with the talent shown by young sports people across the borough during a challenging year, Lord Mayor Councillor Kevin Savage is encouraging everyone to get nominating. The annual Junior Sports Awards celebration, which will be held virtually due to the COVID-19 pandemic, shines a spotlight on the sporting achievements of local athletes at the very top of sporting competition to grassroots level. It also recognises the dedication and commitment of coaches and volunteers who work tirelessly behind the scenes to provide a springboard for their athletes to achieve success. Mrs Gardner is new principal of Derry Hill. The newly appointed principal of Derry Hill Primary School is looking forward to taking up her post in the new year. Mrs Kelly Gardner, who is currently teaching at Market Hill Primary School, said she is excited to take up the post in January. The 35-year-old, who was originally from Cookstown, has had an extensive teaching career in Northern Ireland and Scotland, following her post-primary education at Cookstown High School. Mrs Gardner studied a Bachelor's of Honours in Primary Education at Stranmillis University College, where she, was so, where she also completed her Master's in Leadership and Management in Education in 2011. Mrs Gardner began her primary teaching career in Glengormley in 2007 before relocating to Scotland in 2013 with her husband Drew, a past pupil of Portadown College. After the birth of their children, they wanted to move closer to home and Mrs Gardner took up a position in Market Hill Primary School. Mrs Gardner has regularly held senior leadership roles in schools coordinating many curricular areas such as ICT, literacy and PE. She has exciting ideas to enhance sport and ICT within her new school. I feel extra curricular activities are so important for children. 
Once restrictions ease, I look forward to developing these further in Delhi, Derry Hill. Since the beginning of the pandemic, Mrs. Gardner has been at the forefront of developing online learning and hopes to use put her ICT skills to good use and further enhance the teaching and learning at Derry Hill. I am so excited to get to know the community staff and the pupils. I look forward to working in partnership with them to build on many skills and achievements already within Derry Hill, said Mrs Gardner, adding that Archie, her son, will be attending Derry, Derry Hill Primary School in the new year also. The governor the chairman of the Board of Governors, Gareth Wilson, said it was lovely to meet up with the newly appointed principal, Mrs Kelly Gardner, who will take up her post in January. Kelly was taken, will take over from the very hard-working and dedicated Mrs Joan McMenemy, who will be stepping down from her role as principal at the end of September. What, what a superb example of leadership, dedication and service over many, many years. I wish Mrs Kelly Gardner all the best as she finishes the year at Market Hill Primary School and prepares to take up this new and exciting role in Derry Hill. Current Principal Joan McManamy said, there is no open day at Derry Hill Primary School this year, but we would love to show prospective parents and pupils around the school at a convenient time and in a safe manner. To meet the principal and arrange a tour, call 028 38 or email srogers. 79 at e2ken.net And our final uh, article is about the welcome news that there's a positive uh, hope for vaccine uh, in the near future. And Craigavon-based Almac Group has been playing its part in the search for COVID-19 vaccine. The Global Contract Development and Manufacturing Organisation is welcoming the exciting news from Pfizer and its German partner BioNTech that its potential coronavirus vaccine showed better than 90% of efficacy in their pivotal phase three trial. Almax Clinical Services is proud to support its client BioNTech by performing a range of services, including secondary labeling, storage distribution, provision of depots, temperature management through its Temperature EZ platform, drug returns and pharmacist services across the globe. Dr Robert Dunlop, Managing Director and President of Almac Clinical Services, said the positive news that we may see a vaccine being approved for use before this end of this year is the development the world has been waiting for and we are proud to have played our part. Global, Global VP of Operations, Donna Christopher, who led the project for Almac, added, I'd like to offer our congratulations to the teams at Pfizer and BioNTech for their work thus far and thank those within Almac for their work in support of this. 
Everyone at Almac wishes Pfizer and BioNTech every success as they continue their work to hopefully bring this pandemic to an end. Almac Group continues its partnership with other pharmaceutical, biotech and research institutions to support over 80 separate research projects into COVID-19 treatment operations. And uh, there's a picture of um, the Almac pod being used to transport the vaccine in the required frozen condition to investigator sites across the world. We have now come to the end of our recording for this week. Our thanks to the team of volunteers who edited and recorded this week and to Maggles for collecting the Portadown Times and Lurgan Mail for us and to the Presbyterian Church for the use of the studio. Editing the news this week were Paul and Linda. Our technician was David Bennett and reading with me this week were Kate Spence and Linda Francis. From the newsroom at the Old Man's, this is Gareth Greer signing off. Thank you for spending time with us. All our good wishes for the week ahead. Our team will be back with you in four weeks' time. Please remember to return your wallet. Sound News is a Craig Avon Talking Newspaper production. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.